Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello, hello. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Laura Wilkes, who is a menstrual cycle awareness educator and yoga teacher. And we actually did this podcast in person in Bali. It was very exciting to get to do it in person for after a long time. I think it's been over a year. Well, not quite over a year. It was actually March, the last in-person podcast that I did. I was lucky enough to get to go to one of Laura's workshops a few weeks ago. And this whole topic of cycle awareness is something that I've known about for a while, but it's something I'm starting to take much more seriously in my life. So if you have a menstrual cycle or you love someone that does, this is an essential listen. So we get into many topics around this. We start off talking about PMS and how it affects anxiety and confidence, We talk about why self-love is so important when it comes to our cycle. And we talk about at what times of the month that is especially important. We get into the magic, the magic people of cycle tracking. And we talk about how the pill can impact our cycle. So this is a big topic and we just kind of skim the surface of some of these ideas today. But I hope you'll find, well, I, I trust that you'll find that there's lots in here to take away and definitely check out Laura and her work and attend her workshops if you want to delve deeper into this area. Now, if you would like some more resources from me, if you would like to get a weekly email from me with the latest podcasts and news about different events and courses that I'm running, head on over to www.karma-u.com and enter your details at one of the freebie boxes that pops up when you click one of the buttons on that page and I will send you free resources and support and news of things that I'm up to that you can get involved in. Amazing. Let's go ahead with the interview with Laura Wilkes. Welcome Laura. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am looking forward to this chat even though I've been to one of your workshops and we had a coffee together and you were kind enough to tell me a lot about your work, I I still need reminders of this. I I feel like it's so, so important. Can you share a bit about what you do and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah, it's so nice to have you in the workshop. Um, I love sharing this information so much and I think it does take a few times of listening to it to like let it sink in. So 
I like to say it's like female empowerment work and it's all based along the menstrual cycle. So our menstrual cycle is the time from when we bleed into when we next bleed. And so much happens within that, that we just don't know about. So I'm kind of showing up to help women get to know their bodies more by sharing on menstrual cycle awareness and educating us on what actually happens and why it's important in our lives. And how did you get into it? Because is it something that you've just always known about? <laughs> you just love periods. Just like from an early age. Or how did you get into it? No, so I, I would sit sometimes and try and think about my experience of my period before I kind of became really aware. And all I can really think about is that, yeah, I'm not pregnant. And that was just my relationship with my bleed. And I only just thought of it as the time you bleed. And then I came off the pill at 27 and lost my period. And she was like, every three months, every six months, I didn't have her for a whole year. And then after about two years of a bit of a all over the place cycle, I was diagnosed with PCOS. And the doctors were just so unhelpful to me that I thought, okay, what is going on with my body? All they're talking to me about is the pill. I know I don't want to be taking the pill because I lost my period because of the pill. And I got loads of spots because of the pills. So like, what else is there? And I just went on this mission and I was lucky enough to like live in retreat centers and start engaging in, in more of a kind of embodied female world where I met women who were completely connected to their bodies. And, um, I went, was at this one retreat center and this lady ran a period workshop. And it was the first time I came into contact with like, your period isn't just the days that you bleed. And that really empowered me to like, okay, let's kind of understand more. So I've been on this mission to bring my own period back. And the more I read, I'm like, this is just so fascinating. And it just sparks such an intrigue of like, okay, we have these bodies, but like what actually happens inside of them? And we're so different to men. And it's important for us to really realize that. And so that's why I feel so cool to keep sharing it all. Gosh, there's so much, isn't there? You know, what you say about polycystic ovaries, and, you know, people with endometriosis have yeah. such a hard time, don't they? Getting diagnoses, getting help. It almost seems like, and you say everyone gets off of the pill. I would say probably the majority of people listening probably have had that experience. Of, of course. You know, I remember being 15, having awful PMS and like crying for no reason than the pill. Yeah. It's yeah. always the answer. It's always yeah. the answer. And I think that's such an issue now because the pill is actually, if it, it causes such issues on your periods and like, I feel like my polycystic ovary diagnosis came from coming off the pill. So my regular cycle, everything that the symptom I had was actually post-pill PCOS. Mm. And there's lots of different types of PCOS that we don't really get educated on. It's like one of the biggest hormonal imbalances for women at the moment. And lots of it's caused by the pill. Bad PMS is caused by the pill. Your mood things can be caused by the pill. It's like you go to the doctor wanting help with something and all they do is prescribe this pill and we take it because they've told us to, but like, do we really know what it's doing and the impact that it's actually having on our bodies? And I love doctors and the medical profession are amazing for what they're there for, but like, they don't really understand our cycles. So how, like, how do we start learning more about it ourselves? And we have to like, look outside of the medical profession, definitely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's amazing how the pill is dished out and, and it seems like from what I've heard some people do have good experiences with it like of course. it does sort out their problems <laughs> their kind of period problems or their PMS and then there's other people that like I felt terrible I was like almost suicidal yeah so yeah I mean I suppose it affects people in different ways I mean we 
we all have different levels of hormones within our bodies and it kind of depends on how the pill impacts you because what your what was your hormone levels beforehand what the symptoms you're getting and the thing is with the pill is like it does sort out problems but if there's a problem with your cycle the pill just masks that and mm. what i hear a lot of are women who take the pill for acne or irregular periods or heavy bleeds or like migraines before they bleed the pill cures that and then when they come off the pill trying to get pregnant all of these symptoms come back because the pill's just like a plaster. Really, we need to like digging a little bit deeper to know like what's really going on on the inside. Mm, yeah. Why is it that we don't know about this? You said something there that our, our period is actually something that's happening all the time. It's not just that like five to seven days. Yeah. That is probably like very new information for like a lot of people, I think. Why don't we know about this? <laughs> no one tells us. <laughs> yeah, so your period... Like everyone just calls it period anyway. So when you think about periods, we think about blood and your period is just the days you bleed, but there's a cycle that comes with it. So from bleed to bleed to bleed to bleed, so much is going on on, on the like interim. And where's the information? Like it's just, you really have to step out on your own to find the information for yourself. There's some super amazing women starting conversations, but it's only just started coming into wellness content. And like women have had periods ever since human beings were on this planet, but it's complicated to like research on women and test things on women. So it just kind of all gets ignored. And I think it's easier to just pretend that it isn't really a thing, but it is a thing. And it's like so important. I kind of call the, the, the cycle, the menstrual cycle, the foundation for living as a woman, because it's kind of our blueprint and how we act throughout the month is super dependent on where we are in our cycle. And so understanding your cycle can then help you plan everything on top of it. Um, but I mean, it's not at school. Like, can you remember period class at school? I think mine was like an hour. And it's like, if you started, if you started, if you started, and that's what we cared about. <laughs> and then like, you don't find books accessibly about it. It's not, the medical profession don't really know about it. So it's, it's just, it's starting to rise, but it's still such a minority or a minor amount of content in wellness, which is crazy. I was talking to someone with ADHD the other day and, um, it was a woman and she said that they don't, any of the studies they do into ADHD and even the medication they give people, they don't do it on women because of their cycle, because that messes up the results. So, of course. and like, if you think in, in so many different areas of medicine, they wow. test stuff on men because the, the, the period gets in the way, but then that's not being taken into account. And it's surely like, periods really aren't going them. away. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, that, and I think that's the thing about periods and our cycles, like it gets in the way. So we try and ignore it. And like, how many times have you like, we take the pill when we go on holiday because we don't want to bleed when we're on holiday. Like it's known as an inconvenience and it's even an inconvenience in the, the medical world. So it's just ignored, but actually like we're so different from men. Like, I like to see it as like, we have the same body and like the same skeleton, the same bones, the same organs, but we have a reproductive system and our womb and our uterus and our fallopian tubes and our hormones that kind of take this cycle on, which men don't have. And we can't ignore that because it's happening every month on this cycle and it makes us different. So it means that when things are tested on men, they're not going to work the same on women because we're changing all the time. It's crazy. It is this hidden thing, isn't it? It's like, Hide your tampon like under yeah, your sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Can I borrow a tampon? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's this taboo, isn't it? Like, oh, you're bleeding. It's gross. And I think the way it's been marketed, the way it's seen in films or in shows or in books, it's like an embarrassment to be bleeding. So we try and hide away, and therefore we're shamed 
for her. I like to call her her because um, I think it just makes the period feel yeah. like disconnected, but actually she's a part of you. And, and that for me was a huge part of connecting with her, calling her a she. But like she's present and like connecting, sharing, talking, like women don't talk enough about the issues they have with their cycles because I think we're led to believe that oh, just get on with it. Like you go to the doctor, I have really bad period pains every five days before my period. And then the first three days of my cycle, take paracetamol go on the pill. Mm. So we're like, okay, okay, fine. And then we don't share what's going on. And this just keeps happening and happening and happening. And I think what I'm kind of really wanting to do is, is sort of break the taboo and start talking about it and like having uncomfortable conversations and talking about blood and talking about periods and kind of putting it in front of people. So it stops becoming such a sort of hidden away subject. Yeah, it's good. It's good work. <laughs> what about, okay, this is a, a big topic, okay. but PMS. PMS. I would ah. say, like, PMS is a is a thing in my life. Okay. It's a thing. <laughs> oh, no. It's not a thing. I'm having acupuncture at the moment, so I'm sort sort that yeah, out to some okay. extent. And I know that lots of people listening will experience that, where, you know, a lot of people I speak to, my friends, they will say that for half the month, they don't feel normal. Mm. Some of them are fine. Some of them, the, the earth signs, got some, like, yeah, um, ground. <laughs> grounded friends that, like, that it doesn't bother them. But a lot of people in my friendship circle say that two months a week, uh, two weeks a month, they're they're not on their wow. game. They're struggling. Anxiety's higher. The confidence takes a knock. Yeah. I mean, is there anything we can do about this? Is this something we just have to accept? No. 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 Super briefly, from bleed to bleed, you have the cycle and the cycle takes you on a hormone journey. So actually as a woman, you're changing all the time. A man has a 24 hour cycle. So every day he can show up the same. Whereas a woman has a 28 day cycle or however long your actual cycle is. And the hormones mean that we're different. So in the first half of your cycle, as you come out of your bleed, estrogen rises and she's more like your energetic hormone. She's sociable. She's extroverted. She wants to go out. She gives you confidence estrogen's role is to basically carry you to ovulation so that you go out you feel good your boobs are a bit perkier you're feeling kind of you're glowing to meet a mate to have sex and conceive and then the next half of your cycle will take you into pregnancy when we don't conceive we move into the second half of the cycle where estrogen starts to lower and progesterone starts to rise so if estrogen's like this extroverted social energetic hormone progesterone is much more inner introverted withdrawn calmer And so kind of knowing that that's happening with your hormones and then being compassionate to yourself when your progesterone starts to rise and your estrogen starts to dip off to be like, this first half of my cycle is my more extroverted social. And then in the second half of my cycle, maybe I don't make so many social plans. Maybe I self-care a lot more. Maybe I don't go to the gym and push myself every day. Maybe I rest. Maybe I do more like yogury, nourishing work for myself it's not really the time of uber confidence. So maybe that's not the time you're going out and about, you're having first dates or like pitching for stuff. And I think that awareness can really help women to kind of understand why they might suddenly have a dip and then harness that. So whereas in your first half, you want to be out with all your friends and you're kind of creative and visioning and like coming up with all these like crazy ideas to do in the second half of your cycle, you can start to action those and use your inner time to like, journal and check in with yourself and do projects like passion projects that you love just for you so rather than kind of giving on this first half you want to be giving to yourself in the second half 
And progesterone has got quite a soothing property. So soothing for kind of like anxieties and depression and kind of just like soft, subtle effects. But because it makes you less sociable and less out there, we can be like, what's wrong with me? Like, what's wrong with me? Why am I out? Why am I doing this? And mm. what, what's going on? So then you can start to feel anxious and that can have negative impacts. And then just quickly on the PMS, it's super common to have PMS. And like you said, I think, do we just accept it? PMS isn't normal. So your period's not supposed to hurt you. And I share this with you in my workshop, but when you breathe, it doesn't hurt. When your heart pumps, it doesn't hurt. Like when you move and your body does all of its other natural functions, like it doesn't hurt you. But if it did, if every time you took a breath, it was painful, you'd be like, I've got to go and get this checked out. And it's the same with your period. Like your period is a natural part of you. So she doesn't want to hurt you. She's not being designed to put you in pain and make you bend over with awful cramps or give you headaches. She's just part of who you are. And if there's pain, there's something going on inside that we need to deal with. And very commonly that's hormone imbalances. So it's about checking, getting your hormones checked out and doing everything you can in your lifestyle to maintain balance again. Okay. Yeah. I think it's interesting to think that it's actually a sign that something's out of balance. It's not just something we have to put up with and it's not kind of, it's common, but it's not normal. Yes. Yeah. It's made, yeah, it's made to feel normal, but it's super not. And like the most common hormone imbalance is estrogen dominance, which can be caused by too much estrogen or not enough progesterone. And um, really everything comes down to our stress levels. So if you think about like how stressed loads of people are, whether it's like work stress, relationship stress, it's over-exercising, it's under-eating, it's not sleeping enough, like anything that's putting stress on your body is going to cause impact within your cycle and work your hormones out of balance as kind of cortisol starts taking over. So managing stress levels is one of the most important things to do to get rid of PMS and have healthy, regular cycles. Okay, another another good reason to chill out. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) What about, um, I remember you talking about this in your workshop about self-love and why that is so important at certain times and what, what are the sorts of things that we can be doing to support ourselves during the times of the month where we're not feeling so great? Yeah. A biggest thing I think is awareness. So when you're aware that you're on a cycle, then you can start planning and living with your cycle rather than against her. And really the cycle is this like internal balance clock. So when you have your two halves, you have this extrovert out there, then you have this more inner quiet. So that's the balance that we're all craving in our lives. Like how do we use our cycle to to get more balance? And self-love, self-care, like in the second half of the cycle is so important because we need to be looking after ourselves and nourishing ourselves. And we're on this climb to ovulation. And then as we come down, our body is getting ready to have a massive release. So when we're like pushing ourselves and kind of out and about and we're constantly yang 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 our body's a little bit stressed because we're trying to like release inside and there's so much stuff going on on the outside so it's about understanding what's happening in the second half of your cycle and being okay with saying no to things being okay with putting up boundaries and looking after yourself and I think for women it's super uncomfortable to put ourselves first and we give 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 to the detriment of like our own health and well-being and Mm. actually like I think cycle awareness and being in tune with your cycle. So tracking your cycle and knowing what day you're on all the time. So I'm on day 23 today, knowing what that means for me, knowing what phase I'm in, I can then kind of like plan my day to support myself. 
And so that awareness is super big for that. And realizing that we need to give back to ourselves because if we want to then come out the other side of our bleed and give back to other people, we need to make sure that we're okay. I love what you said about it gives us that balance. Mm. It's like, it's nature's way of forcing us to slow down (laughs) or encouraging us to slow down at certain times. And if we can listen to that, actually, we're going to have more energy at those ovulation times. That's not the right wording, but for those two weeks where we have a bit more energy. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's nature's way of helping us to balance. Yeah. Like how many people do you know who are like, I just need more balance in my life. Like I've just really been working on balance at the moment with no awareness to a cycle, which is no fault to anyone's because no one tells us about it. But if we can start living with the cycle and balance ourselves out and get comfortable with kind of accepting this and acknowledging the cycle and then being compassionate to her, you get the balance that you need. But I think we don't like slowing down. It's like, well, I'm being lazy or I'm bored. Like I should be doing all this stuff. So the second half of the cycle, and it's mainly kind of like five to seven days before you bleed. I think that's the most uncomfortable time for women because progesterone has kind of made you slow down so much. You're about to come into your bleed. You might be experiencing PMS symptoms. You're tired. You don't even want to get out of bed. But how many of us push ourselves to go to the gym at seven in the morning? Because we should and it's like that should word that really needs slatch in <laughs> that half yeah. of the cycle. Yeah, it is hard. I, I find it hard. Like just before my period, I might be more likely to procrastinate mm, or, yeah, yeah. you know, not being able just to get on with things as I can at other times. And it's hard sometimes not to beat yourself up about that and be like, why? Why is that it? Yeah. I mean, the hormones change the biochemistry of your brain. So your ability to perform certain work tasks change throughout the month. And if you can bring that into your working kind of planning, so like before you ovulate and during ovulation is like the best time to be showing up and putting yourself out there. Whereas the second half might be for planning and kind of doing all these admin detailed orientated tasks that you need to do and knowing that it's going to change again. So when you do feel this dip going down, you're going to come out the other side. And the slower you can go in that second bit, the more energy you're going to have to come out. I wanted to ask you about cycle tracking. And I know that this is kind of a big topic. I suppose a few years ago, it didn't seem like anyone was cycle tracking. And then in the last few years, loads of apps have popped up and people have, it's become more the norm. And still lots of people, I guess, don't do anything. They don't even know when their period is coming. It's a surprise. Why is that important, do you think, that we get into that, that habit? It's all about knowing the day you're on. So I think a lot of people cycle track, especially when they're wanting to be become pregnant because they want to know when they ovulate. So ovulation is like the peak fertility. So I know lots of friends who have only started cycle tracking to know when they ovulate. So they can be like, look, when it's come home, we need to have sex. <laughs> but on a deeper level than that, cycle tracking, I mean, knowing when you ovulate is amazing and know when you bleed. And they're kind of the two key points. But to know where you are and then to be able to accept where you are and be compassionate to that is just a, a tool of self-love, I think. Yeah. Being able to kind of be okay with the dips that you have and then knowing that you're rising and understanding like, so after you ovulate, your ovulation energy can continue a little bit. And then just before those five to seven days before you bleed is like kind of prime time for the anxieties, the depression, the comfort eating, this critical self-thought, all that kind of mm-hmm. lovely stuff that we have to deal with. Knowing when that dip starts to happen for you and knowing like every month on day 25 or whatever it is for you, 
that that's happening, how do you adjust your plans to sit with that and to kind of nourish and care for yourself when you know you're going to need it? It's like life planning. It's like tracking your cycle to know where you are, how you feel in each phase. And then once you have some data, being like, okay, my friend asked me to hang out three days before my period. Do I want to see that person? If yes, how do I do a task? It's not like climbing up a mountain or going away for the night. It's like just a casual, like nice little comforting lunch. So yeah, it's tracking your cycle. Uh, Maisie Hill, who's an amazing kind of guru in this, I think she says that tracking your cycle is like going to therapy for free. And I think it's one of the biggest tools of self-awareness that as as women we can take in. Um, And it's even amazing, like when you go to the doctor and you need to get your hormones checked, you need to know what day of your cycle you're on. If you're getting your migraines, okay, you think that they're all the time, but really they're just three days and the same three days every month. So you kind of empower yourself with the knowledge of how your cycle is impacting you. So I think knowing the day you're on, and then knowing what phase of your cycle you're in and how that impacts you are just super important for all women to start really tuning in with. And after we had our conversation first, I've been putting things in my calendar. Yes. Certain days, like, <laughs> I'm not going to feel great about yourself on this day. Maybe don't, like, book loads of presentations or, <laughs> you know, trying to get myself to rest. It is hard. I think it is something that, like, just having this conversation now, you're reminding me that this is important because there's this, side that's just wanting to be productive all the time of course, so just push of course. through you can do yeah, it like yeah. don't complain yeah. um but actually you know remembering that it is really important and we can work with ourselves not not sort of resisting it but yeah it's been very interesting day 22 not a great day, no, there... <laughs> not a great day. <laughs> what happens on day 22 <laughs> i just that's uh when aiden gets it in okay. the neck <laughs> yeah i think it's an amazing tool for for relationships you know yeah does yeah. he know like much about this? Do you tell him like this, this day, just you need to go out. <laughs> <laughs> so after your workshop, I I had the handout and I gave him the, the talk. Yeah, I like, talked him through. He he is very understanding. But I think, and I, I've said this to you before, I can't wait till you do a workshop for men. Yeah. That we can just send our men to you totally. and you can just school them. <laughs> on what They'll come back and be like, I understand now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But I think that's another cause for like us to feel guilty about our period. It's like, oh, I can't have sex and bleeding or like, oh, she's such a premenstrual bitch. And the kind of way men talk about our periods as well adds on to the shame and embarrassment, the hiding that I think we have, which is, yeah, something I really want to change. I wish there was a pill that men could experience it. Day. <laughs> like, this is what I was going to say to Aiden. It's kind of like, you're wearing a wool suit that's too small and it's a really hot day and everything's really annoying and you're like the most annoying person in the world. Um, yeah, try to get to understand. Slowly, slowly. And I think that like with you, what you're saying as well about knowing it's important, it's like accessible steps. So it's educating yourself. And then what one thing can you take onto your next cycle? And then maybe add one more thing on. And it's like, it can be really overwhelming to be like, oh my God, all this stuff's going inside of my body that no one has ever talked to me about before. So like the first step might just be tracking your cycle for one month. And then the next step might be like adjusting your exercise to it. And then the next step might be like planning your social occasions. And then slowly but surely you're like, I feel my flow because I think it's huge. Like we're quite aware of our bodies, but so many people don't really connect to themselves and like spend the time or have the time to like sit and feel. And I think that when you do create that space, you naturally feel this. 
and like women I share this work with are like, ah, oh, I wondered why I felt that. And I wonder why this happened to me. And I'm like, yeah, it's your cycle. So just that like underlying awareness so that you, when you feel your dip, you're like, I'm okay. It's where my cycle is. Like I'm not suddenly like spiraling into this mega depression. It's like a few days, this is happening. This is what's happening with my cycle. I can accept that. I know what's happening so I can put more self-love into my life around that period of time. Mm. Yeah, when I've been cycle tracking, it, there's something very empowering about it. I feel like I type it into my computer. I'm like, yes, I'm like, I'm a scientist. Yeah. I'm like, you know, even though I feel rubbish today, it's fine because I've, I've tracked it. It's because my estrogen's dropping. Yeah. <laughs> You're a yoga teacher. Can you tell us about how, can that be something that is helpful for people? in just dealing with the, the ups and downs of the cycle. Yeah. Yoga's great for life, isn't it? I, I love yoga. Yoga started my journey of connecting to my body. And I think we live so like externally obsessed and we're obsessed with what we look like from the outside. And we tend to like do things to look better from the outside. And through my journey with yoga, I really started to realize like there's so much more than just my external, like how else can I nourish and look after myself? And so I think yoga's got that amazing capability of like checking you in with yourself and your body and like how you are. And sometimes I think Shavasana is the only time busy people have to just stop and like lie down and like just be and allow their bodies and their minds the time to rest. So that's one amazing thing of yoga. It's also an amazing way to ground yourself kind of when you're bleeding or when you're feeling anxious in certain parts of your cycle, like sit and ground and just be and just check in. There's different poses that you can have in different phases of the cycle to kind of harness what's happening inside of your body. But it's great if you have period cramps, things like supine twists, child's pose, mm-hmm. just like hugging knees to your chest. And like, it's that love thing of like body, we're doing this together. Like I've got you, like we're connected. And I just think it's such a beautiful practice. I mainly teach yin and work with like the Chinese meridian theory, much like you'll do in acupuncture on the the meridians of the body. And learning about that has just given me this like extra love for my body. And during my bleed, I plan a yin yoga class that suits where I'm at. So like nourishing my blood. And then as I'm rising, it's like targeting different organs and like different kind of like groundingness. So it, yeah, yoga, it, it, like there's such a massive scope to yoga, mm, um, yeah. but it's definitely something that you can kind of tune in and use throughout your cycle to harness all the different bits and bobs. And, and really just that, like we said, the awareness of your body to just be like, how do I feel today? Like giving ourselves the space and the stillness, like which Yin does so magically to just be like, okay, how am I? Like what's happening in my body? Like how are my energy levels? Like how am I feeling? Like What's my emotional body telling me? And just, yeah. Because so often we're we're in our heads and mm-hmm. when you're overthinking and analysing and thinking about possible future <laughs> things that could happen or what happened last week or yeah. conversations, it's no surprise that you're not, you might not be aware of what's going on in your body. And then you might just find yourself feeling really rubbish or getting a migraine or having to go to bed for the day because we haven't been listening and tuning in and kind of adjusting what we're doing depending on what we're, we're feeling. Yeah. So yeah, I like the idea of yoga being something just to connect us. To yeah, that. I think it's, uh, we live so disconnected and it's this external obsession of like, why do we diet and why do we push ourselves at the gym and why do we feel like we have to be showing up and having to be like doing these grueling exercise regimes or trying these new diets, like it's to shed weight or look a certain way to show up in the world in a certain way. And I think we do that with such a disconnection to the insides of our body 
that actually like under eating and over exercising causes so much stress on your body, which really impacts your cycle in a negative way. And it's kind of taking that external obsession onto the internal way. And yeah, yoga practice is just, I love yoga. (laughs) Do you do much? I have gone on yoga retreats and I've gone through phases when I was living in London on Broadway Market. There was a lovely yoga studio on my street, which I used to go to. It's like two minutes away. I do a lot of meditation and I find that that takes up so much time that I don't have so much time, but I love, I mean, I did a, like a yoga class at the gym the other day and that was, I was like, I need to do this more. Like my body is like really, really (laughs) it's weird. I think people don't connect to yoga as much as they connect to like going to the gym. Mm. Um, but yeah, we push ourselves so much to the gym and I think we push ourselves in yoga. Like yoga can still be this externally obsessed. Like look at me, I, I look like a yogi kind of like. I'm skinny and blah, blah, blah. And it's that whole like yoga marketing. But mm, yeah. yoga is that way to like take off this like yang pushing and just be in this more like chilled kind of being way. And I think people find it uncomfortable, like especially in yin people, I can see their faces like feeling uncomfortable in poses, not because it's hurting their bodies, more because they're like, am I staying here for longer? This guy got up the other day and went to look at the clock and went and sat right down. And I was like, <laughs> he bored and he was like no I'm fine I'm fine so I went over and put like a towel over his eyes and I was just like just lie there just wow. like see what it's like to like mm. just lie but we used to just do 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 yeah, um, yeah yeah give yeah. yin a go so you find yes, it yes yes and I like the fact that you combine like Chinese medicine or Chinese uh the meridian meridian yeah the meridian I think Chinese medicine is amazing. I do Qigong and I am astounded. I was so skeptical. My Aiden had to drag me to the course. I was like, I can't be bothered. But I swear that my immune system is better. Like weird health things I had like went away. I think it's like amazing. Yeah. It's the energy of our body, isn't it? And like, it's like energy, like spiritual, what you're talking about energy, but like we're energetic beings Mm. and Mm. you can feel like you must feel the release in acupuncture when they put needles into certain meridians. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And your energy is able to be unblocked and unstuck. And that's what yin's all about. Like holding in shapes to compress. So then you open yourself back up and your energy can flow again because we're just blocked. Like we're blocked. We don't talk about stuff. We're blocked. We pretend we're okay. We're like, mm-hmm. we really need to just like free it all up. Yes. Yes. Sounds <laughs> good. I, I wanted to ask you finally about the pill. Seems like a strange way to end it, but, um, <laughs> what's actually happening with the pill? Does it, does it stop our normal hormones from functioning or is it kind of going on top of, on top of the hormones? So within the body, we have our natural cycle. And I'll just really quickly say like, there's absolutely no judgment to anyone who takes the pill because one, it's said everyone takes it from the doctor. So obviously you trust your doctor. And if it's working for somebody, then amazing. They found something that works. But I just, hope that if you are taking the pill and anybody's listening takes the pill just know what it's doing because if it's working it's great but just make sure you know what's happening more of a long-term basis like what pill you're on what hormones are they putting into your body because what happens is we have this natural cycle and there's so much information about the cycle but your estrogen rises and then she drops off and then your progesterone rises super simple like way of saying it you kind of get this up and then you get this down and then your cycle comes back again the pill puts fake hormones into your body and so disrupts that cycle completely. So you don't have a natural cycle. You don't experience the ebbs and flows of a natural cycle. You experience a pill cycle. And what the pill is doing is stopping ovulation. So ovulation, as you know, is like you're most confident, you're you're most horny, you want to go out and meet somebody or even a partner. It's when you want to have more like passionate sex. 
your like fluid like counts for that. You're much more wetter at that period of time. Um, you just feel more confident and like up and the pill stops that. So you basically have this, like, if we're living on this ebb and flow of a natural cycle, the pill's like a cycle. Mm-hmm. So you really don't have, you have a cycle because it's bleed to bleed, but it's not a, like a full, this balanced cycle that we want. And ovulation is so important. We really only know about our bleed, which obviously a bleed is a sign of a healthy cycle, but you need to be ovulating every month. And lots of us don't ovulate and are not aware that we ovulate. And that's a big reason why we can have really delayed cycles or high estrogen, because when you ovulate, you produce progesterone. And if we're not producing natural progesterone within our body, we're going to have estrogen dominance, which is going to cause havoc on so many other things. So you know how you ovulate, don't you? How you check? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Tell everyone. It's fascinating. It's the egg white. Yes. yes. Look for the egg white girls. <laughs> so you have in each phase of your cycle, you have different, I call it what's in your pants, as you know, different discharge. So when you ovulate, look out for this like white sticky egg white discharge. And that's a a sign that you're ovulating. If you're not experiencing that, you may not be ovulating. And so you're having an an ovulatory cycles, which means you're not ovulating. Therefore, you're not producing progesterone. And that can be for so many reasons. But if you're not producing progesterone, it's going to cause havoc on you, like I said, and the pill just stops ovulation completely. So you're not getting this, yeah, this peak, and then you're not naturally producing progesterone. So you just do this flat way. And um, so that's how it messes with your natural cycle. And then it just, it masks problems. So all the pill's really going to do is, so if you're taking pill for acne, when you stop the pill, what's going to happen? Mm. If you're taking it for a regular yeah. cycle, it's like the pill can't regulate your cycle because it actually stops your natural cycle. Mm. And we're not told any of this stuff. Like obviously when you take the pill, you have a regular cycle because you control it. You come off the pill, you bleed for a week or however long you bleed for, and then you go back on the pill. Like that's a pill induced bleed rather than a natural bleed. Mm. So I think the pill obviously for like contraceptive reasons, and if it's, it's helping people with issues, then great, but it's, really what we want to be doing is getting our natural cycles as much as we can, especially if we want to have children, to like get to know our bodies and get to know our cycles without having the pill. And if we have problems, if we have like really irregular periods, if we have heavy bleeds, if we have painful periods, if we've got super bad PMS, if we have acne, like it's going to be hard for a couple of months as you're kind of like coming off and like detoxing, if you like, from the pill. But it's going to be a long-term benefit and we like to live with short-term benefits, but like this is like a real like long-term health benefit for your body, kind of like being able to have a natural cycle and and get the power that comes with having a natural cycle. Mm. So the pill is a funny one. And it's like, it's hard to talk about because the medical world of like pill, 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 pill. Mm. But um, it's all about having a natural cycle if we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading something about how, I don't know if this is true or not, the Pope didn't like the fact that people apparently when they first invented the pill this, this might yeah, be no, it's true it's true is <laughs> he i don't know can you explain it he like wanted people to have periods so he was like you've got to have a break from the pill because otherwise if you just do like pack pack after pack it's not natural or something totally but that's annoying i just <laughs> be on the pill. like why do you you don't need to have the bleed yeah you? yeah yeah that is that is it so, i don't know too, i can't express it yeah it's it's yeah <laughs> So it's come from like a contraception thing. And then it's actually Mm -hmm. like really what the pill is, is taking away what it means to be a woman. And I think that's a huge thing. And why do they want us to not be able to fulfill ourselves as a woman? Like 
the pill is actually disempowering. And I know a few women who've come off it and their sex drive has just gone. So that's a huge reason to come off the pill. Mm. There's also research that actually shrinks your clitoris. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Women. Yeah. And, And it's not just as easy as being like, I'm coming off the pill today. Like it is something to prep for and to kind of align your body to get ready for coming off the pill and start tracking before you come off. But it's, it's definitely a beneficial thing to be doing. Like having a regular cycle and a healthy cycle is really a vital sign of your health. And you don't know what's going on if it's being masked by the pill. So, so many people come off the pill and get diagnosed with polycystic ovaries, like we said, or have other issues that are coming out when they come off the pill. So it's best to get that sooner rather than later and check in with what actually is happening in the body. Yeah, absolutely. So interesting. Thank you so much for everything you shared. You're welcome. I feel like there's so much more like on to you about the phases and the seasons. Yeah. It's like, ah. Yeah, there's a whole world. There's a whole world to discover. There is a whole world, ladies. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> definitely dive in where can people find out more about you if they want to find out other things you might be up to where can they find you so if you are intrigued for more information you can visit my website which is laura j wilkes and wilkes i'm sure you'll put it in the notes but it's about w-i-l-k-e-s and also my instagram channel um which is at laura j wilkes underscore and um i start i'm starting to share a lot more on there about our cycles and I run kind of like monthly introduction online workshops just to kind of go into more details of the phases that we have within our cycles so we women can start tracking more. So my email address is on there. I've got DMs on Instagram. If any of you guys have questions, then um, I'm more than happy to to dive deeper into this. Amazing. And I definitely recommend the workshop. It's one of those things where you kind of need to, yeah, there's there's a science behind it and it takes some time to let it filter through. And definitely. And also having the you kind of, as I said before, you need those reminders because sometimes you do have to make choices about how I'm going to live my life in accordance with this. Yeah. Or, you know, sticking to actually cycle tracking or hearing, you know, other people's experiences, I think is so valuable. So definitely recommend yeah, definitely. check out her workshops. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Cool. Amazing. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> you have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 